What's up, everyone? Welcome into Stadium Drive Week 4. I'm Will Ford here on the Storied Rivals Podcast Network. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, And thanks for joining us last week in Week 3. We were at Morgan for Morgan and Philo, where Philo won uh, 34-13 and improved to 3-0. Morgan dropped to 2-1 in MVL uh, in the MVL. So it was a great matchup, and thanks so much for joining us there last week. This week, we're going to be in the Licking County League with the Granville Blue Aces hosting the Heath Bulldogs. Uh, Granville's 3-0, and Heath 2-1. and uh, Heath uh, dropped a game to Norway, uh, where uh, they had five turnovers um, and really just dug themselves into a hole early. We'll talk about them in a few minutes, but I want to start uh, with the Granville Blue Aces hosting 3-0. and Their defense has been absolutely spectacular, um, and I talked to head coach Wes Schroeder, uh, you know, previewing this game, talking about their season to this point. Um, and I do want to apologize because the audio in our interview did cut out um, a, f- a few minutes and we still have a good portion for you to listen to. Uh, but um, I want to talk about what we what we discussed um, during that interview because it was some really good stuff from, from Wes Schroeder. Um, but what you're going to hear is the defense starting the season only allowing eight points through three games. Um, and two straight shutouts. And so that their, their defense has been top to bottom, pretty darn good. Um, and it's allowed their offense to kind of uh, ease into things and, and grow slowly but surely. And their offense is starting to hit their stride now as well. Uh, but eight points allowed through three games. But something we did talk about uh, is the run defense for Granville. They've uh, allowed 591 yards rushing total through three games, 197 yards per game, um, 252 yards rushing against Johnstown Monroe last week in a shutout. Um, and that that when you look at that on paper, that can be quite a concern when you're giving up that much in the run game. But when talking to Coach Schroeder about it, uh, Granville plays very fast offensively, very up-tempo, no huddle, they're not worried about winning the time of possession battle. Uh, nine times out of ten, they're actually not going to win that battle. Um, and when you look at the teams that they've played the first three weeks of the year, especially the last two games, um, if you look at what Granville's been facing, they've been facing offenses that primarily run the football. Uh, and by primarily, I mean an overwhelming majority of the time, like 80 90 percent of the time they run the football so their pass defense looks great when a team only throws the ball you know maybe 10 to 15 times a game and completes five of them let's say um but when they're running the ball play after play after play eventually your defense your defense is going to give up some first downs that's basically what the moral of the story was from from coach schroeder's like yeah those rushing totals are a lot um and of course you want to get better but that's not the entire story because you're playing teams that run the football all the time. And it just, it takes a toll on you, um, you know, as games, you know, go on as games wear on and yeah, it's a concern, but not that big of one for Wes and his Granville blue aces. Uh, And in that game last week for Granville against Johnstown, um, their kicker, Noah music, uh, we talked about this on shot callers during the summer before the season started, you know, having some fun talking about some kickers and punters and everything is his kicker. Noah music kicked a, a 49 yard field goal in that game, which at the high school level, especially in this area, it's, it's, 
not heard of. You don't see kids do that very often. Um, he actually booted a 54-yarder in a scrimmage against John Glenn during the summer. So this kid has got a heck of a leg, and he's even he said he's got another kicker uh, behind Bodie Shopes who, who's got an even bigger leg, and they use him for kickoff uh, specialists. So it's quite a weapon to have. Like if your offense – you know, need some points late in a game or late at the end of the first half or something. You don't necessarily need to get to the red zone to to have a chip shot field goal or a, a heave at the end zone. You can you can boot a fifty four yarder and uh, get three points going into halftime. Or you know, you would hate to leave the like decide the game with a fifty four yard field goal. But if it came down to it, I think West Schroeder is pretty confident in both the kickers that he has and, and no music, a 49 yarder. That's pretty impressive uh, at the high school level. And if nothing else, I mean, he's a great athlete, great football player, but if nothing else, I think he'll be very valuable to a college football team as a kicker with a leg like that. Um, but we mentioned the run defense for Granville, but what they're going up against um, with Heath, um, Heath rushed for 211 yards last week um, in a loss to Norway. Um, and, they outscored Norway. He did 25 to 10 in the second half, you know, made it close towards the end, but it was just too big of a hole to, to climb out of. But the big number, like I meant, 211 yards rushing and Granville struggled against the run a little bit um, through three games. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how, how Granville approaches this Heath offense because uh, Braden Bayless and Connor Corbett, quarterback running back, combined for 10 touchdowns through three games last week. Bayless ran for 117 yards, had a touchdown, and Corbett had almost 100 yards, 95, and a touchdown. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they match up. Obviously, you're not going to be able to take anything away from Heath, but how can you minimize it? How can you make life a little bit more difficult for Bayless? Um, you know, Connor Corbett is probably going to get his. He's going to run, be able to run the football effectively, but can you make life uncomfortable? for Bayless where he is not uh, he doesn't have a ton of time in the pocket and also doesn't have as much time to try to extend plays with his legs so that's going to be really interesting to see that matchup but I do think the offense for Granville is starting to hit its stride um, they they've pitched two shutouts in a row uh, but it's been mostly based on the defense um, when you look at the offense um, it has been a little hit or miss, a little inconsistent, but they've been fortunate enough to be in a position where they can have some growing pains offensively. But Beckett Long last week, uh, he only completed 50% of his throws, so you would like that to be a bit higher, 10 of 20, but um, 113 yards passing, 101 rush yards, and he had three passing touchdowns and a 31 to nothing win against Johnstown Monroe. Uh, but West talked about it and you're not going to be able to hear it in this interview unfortunately because the audio cut out but they they've missed their star receiver Dante Verasso quite a few times through three games he had two touchdowns last week but he only caught the ball I think three or four times 40 yards receiving you know two touchdowns a big red zone target but he is just such a gifted athlete the best receiver in the Licking County League by far he's got all the measurables um great kid works hard and you know they they need to be able to find him more consistently in the pass game if Granville is not only going to win the Licking County League, but make some noise in the playoffs. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how Heath's defense lines up against Dante, lines up against Beckett, because Beckett and really Beckett and Braden Bayless are both dual threat quarterbacks. They can run it, they can throw it. 
um, and maybe Braden Bayless, you know, or excuse me, uh, Beckett Long, this is his first year as a starter, um, needs to become a little bit more efficient as the season go- is, goes on. And I think he, he has. He's, he's improved. And I'm excited to see what this game looks like on Friday night. We'll be there at Granville live uh, for Stadium Drive pregame show. But let's hop into these interviews now. We'll start with head coach Wes Schroeder of the Granville Blue Aces. Uh, only about two to two and a half minutes. Uh, we did talk for about five or six, though. But everything that I've just talked about for the first, you know, six or seven minutes of of this show, um, we talked about with uh, me and, and Wes talked about. So um, here is head coach Wes Schroeder, and then following uh, Granville, uh, we will talk with Tim Ward uh, with the Heath Bulldogs and how they're preparing for the three and O blue aces as they uh, start LCL play. So three and O to start the season coach, but your defense has only allowed eight points, which is pretty insane. It's a pretty insane, insane statistic to start the year. What's the secret to how well your defense has performed so far this year? A lot goes into that. I think um, we had some favorable matchups. Um, you know, we're pretty good at stopping the run, and um, and I think the teams that we saw were we, – we matched up with pretty well, and our kids played hard, and they played uh, disciplines down football, and um, when we got a chance to get guys to the ground, uh, we did. Um, you know, we we, uh, we did give up a touchdown against week one against Marion Franklin. Um, we had them in the fourth and six. We had them bottled up and kind of let them get out. But other than that, we played pretty well. Um, we, we still got a lot of room to, to grow, but I think the kids are uh, – are playing really fast. That's what we want to see. For sure. Yeah. Now, uh, just looking at some stats over the first three weeks, I, I noticed that the like if there were if there was a weakness with your defense, it would maybe be the run defense. Like last week against Johnstown, 252 yards rushing allowed. And I know Heath last week, who's your opponent this week, they ran for 211 yards. So is that kind of the point of emphasis this week? Is kind of maybe shoring up things in the run defense, plugging some holes, so that way Heath isn't as effective running the football, and uh, and then you know that matchup is a little bit more favorable for you. I mean, yeah, I think we, we've given up first downs, um, which is to be expected against teams. You know, like we saw with Johnstown and Clear Fork. Um, you know, they run the ball. Uh, you know, ninety percent of the time, so your your run defense isn't going to be as good, right? Um, your pass your pass defense going to look better because um, only they completed one pass, but they only threw it, you know, a handful of times. So, sure. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we we, we got to get better. Um, we we always got to get better, and I think um, you know, we want to get better in all areas. So yeah, stopping the run is always important. Um, and I think it starts with uh, with ten, uh, you know, Braden Bales, um, but. Yeah, so if we can we can contain him, um, that that's kind of a important part for us. I mean, we got to stop their backs. They got you know they got a couple of nice backs, and you know they got an experienced offensive line. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff we got to stop. It's not just the the run defense in our mind. All right, we're here with head coach Tim Ward with the Heath Bulldogs ahead of Week Four as they take off. Uh, take on Granville in LCL play and coach Ward really appreciate you taking the time to join us today on a Wednesday ahead of week four. Um, I do want to dive into the game last week. You dropped your first game of the year and it was, you kind of got into a big hole early down 28, nothing at halftime. You had the five turnovers and, but you did outscore them in the second half, um, you know, 25 to 10 
outplayed them, but it just just kind of got into a hole early that maybe you just couldn't quite get out of. But with those turnovers, the four picks and the fumble was just kind of bad luck, tip balls. Was it just missed reads? Like kind of what went into the performance in the first half that kind of set you back early? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, a lot of things. Uh, first of all, we got um, never want to take the playmaker out of the playmaker. Um, so what what I mean by that is I'm never going to tell a kid like Braden Bayless, who does so many special things uh, with a football, not to be special. Um, and what makes him special is the fact that he can run around and he can make plays. Um, so, yeah, we, we had a couple turnovers early. Uh, he threw a couple interceptions, maybe three or four bad snaps in his career. It just so happened that one of them was Friday night. Um, but even with that, I mean uh, – we, we dig a hole, and but we still got to be able to capitalize. We still got to be able to stop them when we turn the ball over. We still got to be able to put the ball in the end zone when we're driving. And so, uh, I mean, we can sit here and say that uh, I wish we wouldn't have had those turnovers or that maybe this could have went a little bit different way. Or, um, I mean, we could even say that uh, one of the interceptions was six feet out of bounds. Um, wh- whatever we want to say. Uh, but bottom line is we got to be able to put the ball in the end zone and stop them from scoring. Uh, we had to dig our way out of it. Now, I assume the confidence in in your quarterback, Braden Bayless, like you said, you you never want to take the playmaker out of out of the playmaker. So I assume your confidence level in him is is still high. As, and and to bounce back this week against Granville, their defense, I mean, they they've only allowed I think uh, what eight points uh, all year. Um, they are just. Their defense is great, but I assume your confidence level in your quarterback Bayless is still very high. You know, despite the interceptions, despite the one that was an insane interception, throwing the ball out of bounds, and somehow a defender still comes up with it. But I assume your confidence level is still high in him. Yeah, if, if anything, I'd say actually my confidence level is higher in him um, because what I saw was not the uh, not necessarily just the interceptions, but the way he bounced back from those, um, the way that when push came to shove and when it came down to uh, to the final moments of the game, he was putting the, the team on his back and he was uh, continuing to push as hard as he possibly could along with our offensive line and our, our running backs, our receivers, uh, our defense coming up big. I mean, um, yeah, he, he wants that. He wants that um, pressure on him. He wants the spotlight on him and he's willing to accept that, you know, uh, when, when you are willing to accept those kind of challenges, um, there's going to be some difficulties along the road. Yeah. Now, talk about how you're going to attack this Granville defense because, like I, like I said, they, they, they've only allowed eight points in three games so far. But it seems like maybe their run game or their run defense is probably the area um, that if there was a weak point, it would be that because they gave up 200 gr- uh, yards on the ground last week, even though they won in a shutout. Um, you had 200 yards rushing yourself in, in the game against Norway. Um, and, you know, Bayless and, and your running back, uh, Connor Corbett, have 10 touchdowns combined through three games. Is running the football, you think, going to be more of an emphasis going into the game? I mean, obviously, it depends on game flow and everything like that. But, like, what are you game planning, in, you know, in practice to try to get ready for that Granville defense and how you're going to attack it? Yeah, well, first off, uh, you have to be able to run the football. I mean, uh, it, very rarely I, – I go up there to the football finals every year with our coaching staff, and very rarely do you see a team win up there that can't run the football. Um, but on the same side of things, I mean, it, 
they can't throw the football either. Um, so I think I think that might be one of the biggest things that Granville has uh, has taken advantage of so far this year is they force teams to be one di- one dimensional um, to either have to run the ball to be able to move it or to have to throw the ball to be able to move it. I think we're going to be uh, doing both. We're we're going to give them a uh, a picture of something they haven't seen yet this year. Um, our ability to run the out of the pocket, to run the ball in the middle, to run the ball on the outside. I think we're going to just try and capitalize on that. They maybe haven't seen yet. Now, defensively, what's the key? Because, you know, Dante Verasso is probably the best receiver in the Licking County League. He had two touchdowns last week. Beckett Long's a dual-threat quarterback. Had a couple touchdown passes, but he had a rushing touchdown last week. Uh, And he's just really good with his feet, extending plays, you know, running, throwing. He does it all. Uh, What's the key uh, defensively for your guys as you take on the Granville offense that seems to be now, like the the defense has been strong for them all year, but now their offense, it seems like it's hitting its stride as the season goes on. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I mean, they've got a couple uh, sophomores um, in Kirby and uh, Jacob Culver. Both of those guys uh, seem to be becoming more and more a part of the offense as the year goes on. Um, and, and that happens a lot when you have a freshman or a sophomore who's in a big-time starting position. Um, you kind of ease them in slowly, uh, week by week, a couple more touches, a couple more uh, plays that they're a part of. And now by week four, uh, I don't think there's one guy that we can take away. Um, it, it's not just the Verasos show. It's not just the music playmakers all over the place. So I think what's going to be uh, extremely important for us to be able to stop them is to play sound defense, um, to make sure that we have 11 guys, each of them doing their own job, but then trusting others to do their job as well. And just kind of playing complimentary football there defensively, um, getting after the quarterback, making him get the ball out of his hands. Uh, Cause obviously, like you said, he is a kid who can do some things with the football uh, both running and throwing, but I think what he does best is he just facilitates their offense, um, and, and he's extremely efficient with what he does. So we're going to try and create a system uh, that will cause him to be a little bit less efficient in what he does. Uh, we know we'll probably give up some yards at some point, um, but it's about how often that we can manage to get them behind the sticks and, and take advantage of, uh, of putting them in situations they don't want to be in. Well, Coach, I really appreciate the time, you know, chopping it up about week four, getting ready for Granville and, uh, you know, talking for six or seven minutes. But best of luck this week and, and get back in the win column, man. Absolutely. Absolutely.